So when I was getting up this morning to come to your apartment to record, Mm -hmm. I had a realization. What's that? So I am now a person who has to take multiple different pills in the morning. Okay. Um, not a ton, just a couple. All right. A handful of pills. Just a just a fistful of pills. <laughs> yeah, they smash them into my face every <laughs> single morning to make sure that I am not a, a snotty boy. Okay. Um, but I realized in that moment, I know that I am a 20-something-year-old man. Okay. But it would be so much easier if I had one of those everyday pill container things just to make sure that I had taken all of the pills that I needed to in any given day. If my backpack was next to me, Josh, I have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you what, two ninety nine at Walgreens. It's worth every worth every cent. Mm-hmm. I just like I. I would be. There's a certain. There's something holding me back, even though the practicality of it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it totally makes sense. Like when you, I feel like as you get older, all the things that you make fun of old people who are older than you for, you're like, oh, I get it yeah, now. It's convenient as hell. Sneakers. You look at it, you're like, oh, it's Wednesday. Gotta take my pills. Yeah, right. Now exactly. my pills are uh, whenever I read about a vitamin, I buy the vitamin. So I take hundreds of vitamins a day. What? And that's why I'm immortal. As opposed to like just one multivitamin? Oh, no. I take so many vitamins. Uh-huh. Hundreds of them. Vitamins? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know there were that many. Yes, yes, yes. You can take them for everything, and I do, and that's why I can, you know, breathe fire and fly. And I was going to say- My heart beats a thousand seconds, a thousand times a minute. It's honestly really good for me. I was going to say that it's the hardest part about this podcast mm-hmm. is that it seems like every few seconds, you kind of, your skin phases, yeah. and you- camouflage yourself into your surroundings and then sometimes you'll be hovering a few feet off the ground Mm -hmm, that's because of the vitamin b6 and then every once in a while it'll just be like i'll try to make eye contact and then i slip into this horrible recreation of everything that might go wrong in my life yeah that's uh, the evening primrose oil (laughs) (laughs) welcome to being earnest (laughs) a very sincere podcast I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we are here to bring you the earnest and sincere news of the day. The news of the day. You make it sound like we're like a like an old like reporter newsroom. Yeah. You know. All the Someone all, bring me in the story about the cat that was just born. Yeah. Oh yes. All the sincere news that's fit to print. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today, Paula? Uh Josh, we're talking about a topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts. Outside. outside the outside the outside and i suppose if we were really outsidey we would say outdoors yeah you would think but, but outsidey it is it's just funny to me because i don't think either of us are outside people that's offensive look what i'm wearing full the coveralls that fishermen wear <laughs> <laughs> what are those called water Overall, waiters water waiters just waiters i don't know uh, no, I would not describe either one of us as very outdoorsy. You're wearing a corn dog t-shirt. It's this is true, <laughs> and uh, I think both of us choosing to record a podcast on a beautiful summer day <laughs> inside. <laughs> inside, I open the door for you when you arrive. Like, hey, come in. <laughs> oh, don't let the light in. Get that light out of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I think the outside has something to offer all of us. <laughs> sure. Yes. Yes. Arguably millions of years evolutionarily. <laughs> it has been useful. I like to think that millions of years of evolution has led us right here to doors and windows and air conditioning. Sure. Yes, exactly. This is how, okay, so this is how my grandmother feels okay. about the outside versus the inside. I did not have pets growing up. Okay. We tried it for a week with a dog and it did not go well. What happened? It was just not the right time in our We didn't do it in a period of transition. Mm. And so it like totally threw off the family dynamic in a way that was stressful. Yeah. Um, And my dad also never had pets growing up because my grandmother believes that man made houses to keep the animals outside. Wow. (laughs) Like we spent all of this time figuring out how to make civilization. Why would we bring the outside inside? (laughs) So you're a petless for generations. Yeah, which is not necessarily. I love pets. I think yeah. pets are wonderful. Um, Thank you. She just does not want pets inside. I get it. Some people are pet people. Some people are not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely grew up in a pet house. Sure. Um, we not had a penthouse. A penthouse. Not house. a penthouse. No, no, no. But a pet house. 
Um, we when I was growing up, we had. I mean, we had cats. We had dogs. Uh, for a while, we had two iguanas named Fred and Wilma. Oh, like the Flintstones. Uh huh. And they would run up the curtain and they would lash you with their tail right in your face. Um, we had hamsters. We had parrots. We had cockatiels. Wow. Rabbits. Not all at the same time. You had a veritable zoo. Not all at the same time. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I should, I should stress these. And, did, these very rarely overlap. And these were the replacement for siblings? Yes. <laughs> Trying to fill that void in our hearts that really an only other, uh, another child was the right move. But. <laughs> but I like attention too much. So <laughs> they knew it wasn't going to happen. I think there's good things outside. Have oh. you been, have you been camping? Anytime recently? Have I been camping anytime recently? No. No, no, no. <laughs> I have not. Um, I love the idea of camping. Yes. And then I will uh, put together kind of my whole plan and I'll get all the stuff and then I don't do it. Got it. Uh, like I, uh, I uh, my boyfriend and I took a camper van up the California coast mm-hmm. a couple summers ago. Um, and I had like this whole thing in my head where I was like, we're going to sleep in forest and we're going to start fires. And uh, we just stayed in very nice RV parks. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I think I've been camping like officially camping mm-hmm. maybe once or twice. Okay. Something like that. Total. I, I like it. I love the idea of it. <laughs> do you know what, uh, do you know what does hold me back from being camping girl? Sure. Uh, being all, surfer girl. All of the accessories. I mean, if you're going camping, you're talking hundreds of dollars of accessories. Yes, it's true. You know, you got to have the out. You got to have the pants that zip off into shorts and capris. Uh huh. Uh, you got to have. I mean, those pills that turn dirty water into clean water. Uh huh. I don't know what else. That's kind of endless for me. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But it really is a commitment. Tent. Yep. I would put tent before those other ones, but that's just me. Sometimes I. If I think about it for too long, I get nervous that I don't have a supply. There are such things as those pills that turn dirty water into clean water. Yeah, yeah and there's like pumps that you can do that. Yeah, and too. we should just all always have those. Like a uh, like a panic bag. Yeah, or whatever. Just, like call- in case of emergency, I should just go to you know Dick's Sporting Goods and buy those for five dollars, but I never will. I like camping. Mm-hmm. I just definitely don't. I'm not. I'm not a camping boy. No. You know, they're like camping people. Oh, my God. And I think you pop out of the womb a camping person. Right. And I would love to be one. You pop out immediately knowing how to row a canoe. Right. Exactly. You know, how to start a fire. Uh-huh. I, you know, not. Yeah. You either know that stuff or you don't know that stuff. And there's nothing that can be there's done to teach you nothing that can be done to teach you. Like, I feel like they either somebody shows you one time and you're like, got it, or... Or you're us. Or you start a podcast. <laughs> um, were you in Boy Scouts? No. You were not, not in the Scouts? Not at all. Okay. Um, yeah, I was not in the Scouts. I was in theater camp. Mm, okay. And playing baseball. Sure. Sure. I mean, those like are outdoors-ish. Yeah. Well, theater camp isn't. No. Theater camp was like, how do I stay inside for most of the summer? Does, how, does theater camp, do they give you little fake, you know, like, now we're going to do a hike or is there no, uh, no pretending to be outdoorsy? Um, there were definitely classes like games and there was swim classes and things like that, that you could take and, or had to take okay. at different points. So it had some of your classic camp activities. Like a, like a little nod and a wink. Yeah. Right. <laughs> to like keep people's dads happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad did theater all through growing up. So Great. he was happy that I did theater. <laughs> but yes, I mean, not that dads wouldn't be happy if people did theater. Yeah, yeah exactly. I just but mean, dads, I feel like dads love throwing their kids in pools and they just want to make sure they can swim. Dads love it when their kids know how to survive outside. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yes. Yeah, so they tell you like survival skills and things like that. Okay. Like, and when I say survival skills, I mean it not just <laughs> How to in- hit perfect pitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was- if you're ever trapped in the woods, theater kids, here's a quick Shakespearean monologue yeah. <laughs> to scare the birds away. See, what I was going to say is they, they teach you survival skills both from like swimming and how to survive the fact that you are a theater kid. So like they taught you dodgeball. Like, they taught you all of the games here's that you might need to be normal. Yeah. 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 yeah and here's how to celebrate winning a game in a way that's not like, let's all sing rent. 
<laughs> they teach you they teach you a few basic phrases so you can pretend that you know the sports teams. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Everyone repeat after me. The defense is strong this year. <laughs> <laughs> They teach you all of those life skills. <laughs> like, uh, they like just pop a, be like, all right, repeat after me. We're going to pop the hood of this car, and you're all going to say, woo. <laughs> I mean, it's not camp, but what I'm, what it's making me think of. Sure. Is the television show Survivor. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's as outdoorsy as it gets. Is it? When you've you're got outside, like a. You're Josh. You're outside. <laughs> you are outside, but you're like in a very controlled environment where you're like, oh, I'm outside and I need to scavenge. And oh, I found the Home Depot cash box. <laughs> <laughs> a sponsored cash box of all the supplies I might need. If we were on Survivor, I don't know if they still do this, but I was briefly into Survivor. Mm-hmm. The, as we, as when Survivor mania swept America. Yeah, which it's still doing. They're on season like 40 right That's now. That's insane. They're on something because they do several seasons a year, but it's like That's it's a insane. big one. I heard that there was some outrage that they changed the rules this year. That is specifically for people that have that disease that they haven't realized there's other TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, when I used to watch it, you could bring a luxury item. Sure. So you could be you could bring a thing that gave you the comfort of home, whatever that may be, but you only got one. Sure. Most common I would say is pillow. Uh-huh. Josh, what are you bringing? I feel like it's like an electric generator. You know, something like that. Like bringing like a backup generator. Yeah, Just to be yeah. able to like. Like a whole thing. Yeah, then I can plug anything <laughs> in I need to plug in. You see, it's like, it's a, I want something that will help me have other things. You know what I mean? I love the idea though that you bring this generator and you have absolutely nothing to plug into it. <laughs> yeah, right. no it's, one brought anything electric. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I feel like a lot of times I don't think through things. Sure. So what's your first reaction? My here? first reaction is straight up bouncy house. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll keep you from the elements. But there's no electricity. There's no electricity. So unless you're you with a, me, you so de- we got to go together. Yeah, it's a deflated bouncy house. <laughs> it's just like a bad raft. <laughs> or it came inflated and it's slowly deflating throughout the season. <laughs> just slowly. <laughs> I also love the fact that you found the one way to make inside in outside. You, you were like, I'm going to bring a structure that would give me some difference between being outside and being inside. Okay, but think about it because this is an improvised moment. I did not have Bouncy House going into this. Yeah, sure. It is perfect because it protects you from the rain. Yep. Works as a bed. Yep. Entertainment. Uh-huh. Can you imagine how annoyed everybody would be when I was supposed to be doing my interview and I was doing it in the, I was like, I think we should get off. <laughs> That's a really good one. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking is like a box of lint chocolates. Just because like no one's mad at the guy who's got lint chocolates. Yeah, but then then you would become the asshole being like, well, this person can have one and this person cannot. You mean the powerful one? (laughs) You mean the one who's controlling the whole game? You would get murdered in your sleep so someone could steal your lint chocolates. Not if I sleep with them. (laughs) (laughs) They're on my person at all times. Yeah, they're going to melt. He's always carrying a list, crossing off people's names or checking them whether or not they get the chocolate. See, but here's the thing is I've got a list, but I don't say what I'm writing down. (laughs) I'm just every time someone does something, I'm like, hmm. All right. Scratch, 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 scratch. And you don't know whether it was a good thing or a bad thing. And they have the, uh, what is they called? They had a word for them, the elimination ceremonies. Yeah. Whatever it was. They it's have like the elimination ca- ceremonies, but then you have the Josh nomination ceremony <laughs> <laughs> where you distribute the chocolate. You know what it's actually, what I've done is I've combined the bachelor <laughs> and survivor. <laughs> and instead of roses, it's lint chocolate. And this goes really well till you realize there's like 20 in a box. Yeah. <laughs> it works week one. <laughs> and never again. And then suddenly you're crawling to my bounce house. <laughs> for shelter from the angry people who didn't get chocolate. <laughs> I feel like I have a very good relationship with outside right now. Okay. Because Meaning I, that you're not out there? <laughs> meaning that when I do outdoorsy outside things, right. like hikes or camping or, you know, whatever it might be, that mm-hmm. you're like a, an active outdoor activity, right? I do it infrequently enough to be like, oh, 
It's like really refreshing to be outside. <laughs> I should actually do this more often. Yeah, this is great. Like, it's just nice to like connect back with nature. Back with nature. Because if I were like out there for any longer periods of time, I'd be like, bugs, there are bugs everywhere. I'm dirty all the time. I need to take a shower. God, that's such a good point. That's such a good point. <laughs> right? It's like the perfect limited amount of outdoor time. Right. Exactly. I want to keep... I'm being coy with the outdoors because I know that at a certain point I'll be flirty. Will they, won't they? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because like the second it actually happens, the magic is gone. Yeah. I think that uh, the outdoors, I think they're great. Let me say I'm being real earnest. I'm from, I grew up in two States and I would say arguably the two most outdoorsy States in the union. Wow. Wow. That's a big claim. Alaska. That's very outdoorsy. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, What's the other I don't know. That Where's that is- the other one? The land of 10,000 lakes? I'm sorry. Like, have you met anyone who lives in Denver? Oh, have I met anyone who lives in Denver? <sighs> They're too busy getting high. <laughs> and going outdoors. All the time. <laughs> they can just go to they can just go to Red Rocks. They can just go and okay. hike. They okay. can hike a 14er. I said among. Maybe I didn't say among. Whatever. You said the. <laughs> but that's care. okay. I don't care. I stand by it. Um, I think that outdoors would be really great all the time, if not for weather. Sure. I think we just abolish weather. Sure. And not in like a weird global warming stand, but. Yeah, right. Yeah. Paula doesn't, Paula thinks that it should be hot all the time outside. <laughs> I actually think that we should raise the temperature a few degrees each year. <laughs> um, well, I will say, uh, I think you make a good point here in Thank that the you. places where people, I made that Denver joke. Right. But it's easy to be outdoorsy in Colorado. Yeah, it's easy to be outdoorsy when it's beautiful all the time. Yeah, exactly. Or like, oh, it snows and then it melts by 11 a.m. Right. Versus like, it snows and it's there until May. Yeah, and if you go out, your face will fall off from the cold. Right, exactly. You know, I love being outdoorsy in the summer. Yeah, totally. That reminds me of a little, a little movie. I think it won a few Academy Awards. Uh-huh. A few? Uh-huh. It's called Biodome, and it stars Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll A lesser read you the Baldwin. Plot. I'll read you the plot. Bud, played by Polly Shore, and Doyle, played by Stephen Baldwin, get simultaneously dumped by their eco-conscious girlfriends in the middle of the desert. Needing a bathroom, the two friends enter what they think is a mall, but soon realize is a high-profile, secure biological experiment. As they engage in a year-long battle with Dr. Faulkner and the other scientists, they're fought to confront the recklessness of their behavior. Now, I'm not going to look up any more details about this movie that I saw 10 years ago. Uh-huh. But I think that they go into a dome, and it is perfect weather all the time. Sure. Would you live in a dome where it's perfect weather all the time? Would you live in Biodome? Um, this is a good question. Thank because I the- think that Dr. Polly Shore brings up some great points with this. <laughs> Professor Polly Shore. Professor Shore. (laughs) Yes. I am from a place where everyone talks about if you moved to California or something like that, they'd be like, oh, but you'd miss the seasons. And I can't. They always say that. That's all they say is like, you'd miss the seasons, you'd lose track of time. As if I'm sitting there in the winter going, yes, I love this. (laughs) Right, exactly. It feels like it's Stockholm Syndrome, right? Yeah. It's like, I was like, it's like a Manchurian (laughs) candidate situation where like everyone has been trained to be like, well, maybe I would want to live somewhere where, you know, it's nice always. And no. they're like, but you'd miss the seasons. You would miss the seasons. <laughs> and so part of You would be sad. No white Christmas. Yeah. Uh, where are fall leaves? <laughs> no cringe crunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the pumpkin you drink is a lie. <laughs> um, I think I could do it for a little while. I think I could do that. Um, Paula, can I ask a question of you? Sure. I would say that a biodome with perfect weather is subjective to the person. <gasps> so what would your perfect biodome oh, be? I have thought about this extensively. Okay, sure. Okay, I think my perfect temperature is like 76 degrees. Interesting. Because I think, and, and sunny. Okay. Because I think 76 degrees, you can go to a pool, you can go to a beach, you can eat on a patio. Those are the three outdoorsy things I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also, if you want to, wear a sweatshirt with shorts. Oh, man. I love the long sleeve short pants. I know. <laughs> it's the I best know. feeling. I know, because if you get a little bit of a breeze, you're not cold, but you're like, I'm not uncomfortable in a long sleeve. Yes, because 
I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but I am a top cold, bottom warm yes. kind of uh, person where like my legs don't get cold, but right. my arms get cold. Right. And I, apparently there are people who are the other way and they're crazy. No, they're they're nuts. They're nuts. I also think that you just kind of look a little outdoorsy in a, in a long sleeve short pants. Oh, yeah. Well, like it's wearing a T-shirt with jeans. That could be anybody. That could be anybody. Wearing shorts and a long sleeve t-shirt or a mm-hmm. crew neck sweatshirt. Now we're talking. Yeah. This person's got a story. Um, Josh, what is your what is your biodome weather? See, I And have, then I would love to touch on biodome activities. Pin sure, in that. Sure. I'll pay, put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. Pop that up on the bulletin board. I have also thought about this extensively, and I believe that the perfect temperature is 57 degrees. Get the hell out of my house. 57 degrees, that's freezing. No, it's perfect in the morning and in the evening. And then you have to live the rest of your day. No, and then the rest of the day is like 65. No, you don't get to choose that. Biodome is the same the whole day. No, it's the, it's the same climate. So no. like in the same way that like California, like San Francisco gets up to 77 every day and then goes back down to like 62 at night. I want a crisp morning. I want, you know what? Yeah, Actually, we all want crisp morning. You know what? Honestly, I don't like sweating is no. what it comes down to. And I also look best in fall. My whole wardrobe and everything about my ethos. Everything is, I am, about your personality is fall boy. Is fall boy. And yeah. so like 57 degrees is like when you're in the sun, right. it's perfect. Right. And when you're out of the sun, it's a little bit chilly. You get to wear boots. You get to wear jeans that you can roll up and look cool. You get to wear sweaters. And it's like, ooh, I could have a warm drink or a cold drink. It's perfect. The thing that we both do have that we're looking for is flexibility. Yes. We want the temperature that, like, we have options. Yes. Because when you're talking, like, 90 degree, you know, there's no options there. No, there's no options. It's just sweat. (laughs) Yes. And sunburn. Uh, you can tell we're a couple of we're living in the Midwest because we're just talking about weather for a long time. Yeah, right. And exactly. that's for sure a Midwestern thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Josh, what kind of outdoor activities are in Biodome for you? For me? Are you talking because now you're not allowed to play this little game that you played with the temperature where you're like, it's a mountain that falls into an ocean and then there's a beat. No, you get one outdoorsy genre in here. It's like orchard. You know what I mean? It's orchard. Little fall boy. Yeah, yeah. It's, listeners, I've you created, can't see. I've created autumn dome. Is what I've created. Yeah, listeners, you cannot see, but over the over the process of us talking about this, something has switched in Josh's brain where he has turned from regular Josh into autumn boy Josh. Paula, I just and had I can a, see it in his eyes. He's a, running out of here to get a. I had a spice. brilliant idea. What? So, um. This planet is going to be unlivable within, you know, 50 years or so. All right. So here's my idea. We make a series of domes. Each one of them is a season. So you don't have to live in the season. You can just visit. You can, yeah, you can live in the season that you love the most, and then you can visit the other seasons when you want to. I love that, but I just am worried about overcrowding. So I think this might have to be an invite-only thing. Sure. Oh, no. You've created a terrible dystopian society where there are the outside people and the inside people and the outside people resent the inside people. And you can only be in the inside of the dome. This is probably a movie at this point, but if not, it's my. It's called Four Seasons. Four Season Dome. And it's the beginning of the movie. It's like kind of a struggle to figure it out. But then once it's figured out, the rest of the movie's easy breezy. Yeah, right. <laughs> the rest Wait, of the movie's Oh, people- sorry. You're not talking about like, oh, there's some mystery. Why are they? No, you're talking about like there was a struggle to figure this out and then they figure out the society. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> not like it's cognitively hard to figure out. The- right, right. I just think it'd be a process of visas. Because otherwise everybody's going to be in summer and fall all the time. Yeah, but I would want my activities to be all like kind of fall themed in that way. Where you get like, I don't necessarily like the NFL or the NCAA as organizations, but like touch football and like fall, like playoff baseball and like uh, uh, pumpkin patch and Halloween and... uh, Oh, it's Halloween all the time. Okay, so this (laughs) Halloween dome. This changes things completely. Realize, listeners, that we've spent 112 <laughs> minutes talking about biodome, and we're also talking about 
outside being inside in our outside episode. <laughs> but buckle up because there's a hundred more minutes because you're telling me that it is not only the season. So it's not like we celebrate Christmas in summer biodome. You're saying it is perennially that season. Yes. Can I use that word, right? Yes. It is always 4th of July. It is always Easter. It is always Christmas. It is always Halloween. Yeah. Okay. And that's why Autumn Dome is the best one. I mean, Halloween is objectively the best holiday. Because you get Halloween, Thanksgiving. Okay, we're walking into Winter Dome territory. No, the, it's not winter until until it's after Thanksgiving. Well, then I think Thanksgiving goes between the two domes. <laughs> Thanksgiving Dome lives as a... As Thanksgiving a, Dome is the hallway in between. In between. Uh, Ernie's and Bert's, Ernie Nation, please weigh in. What is your favorite season? What's your favorite season? If you could live in, if you had to be outdoors. If you had to be in Biodome. If you had to be in Biodome and you had to be outside a lot of the time, what would your favorite season be? I want to touch on something about both of our Biodomes. Yes. I think. We're not getting out of this Biodome world. (laughs) Yes. So I think something that was similar in both of ours is that we tried to keep it at a very specific temperature band. Yes. And we did it because we wanted a very specific wardrobe. Right. And that you wouldn't, wouldn't. that you wouldn't have to have a full kind of slate of different types of clothes. Yes. Um, because, Josh, breaking news, dressing for weather is hard as hell. Yeah, dressing for outside is so hard. Dressing for weather is so difficult unless you have the zip-off pants. <laughs> but it is so tough. Uh, I went to Iceland in April. Because you're a cool millennial in your yes, 20s. Yes, I ate an avocado on the plane. I listened to my own podcast and I went to Iceland. <laughs> but Iceland is objectively outdoors. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You are like hiking. Sure. And you are hiking up a little mountain. You're walking around outside. You're doing all that. You really sound like a quite an outside insider. Thank you. Right so much. now, like you're using all the all the correct lingo. Thank you so much. Um, and can I say, I could not have packed worse. <laughs> okay. I could not have done a crappier job packing if I tried. Sure. And I didn't try. <laughs> and uh, that is kind of my life tip for everybody: is learn from my mistakes. So, what did you? What should you have packed and what did you okay, pack? Okay, well, I would say that everyone told me Iceland is very wet. We went during the wet season. You're always around wet things. It's just a very wet place. So I packed only jeans. <laughs> <laughs> so you were hiking in jeans? Hiking in jeans, walking in jeans, going to a waterfalls in jeans. And I brought one pair of leggings and I wore those leggings, I mean, almost every day. Uh-huh. Uh, also spent more time thinking about uh, like what's like a fun like blouse I could wear. And I should have been like bringing sweatshirts. Uh-huh. I had to buy a sweatshirt. I had to buy a scarf. Uh-huh. But another buy those gloves, are there for forever. Buy hat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Josh, do you know what time it is? I don't. It's Small Town Festival. Hey, hey, hello, hello. We're all both tipping our hats. So this is a segment where we uh, find a different, wonderful, earnest small town festival somewhere in the United States, and we talk about it. Great synopsis, Paula. Thank you. That's what it is. (laughs) Um, And Josh, I have a really fun one for you today because I found very little information about this. Except for the Facebook page. And I'm sure there's more, but we're not looking. Okay. We're not, we're not wow. open to suggestions. Sure, sure, sure. I'm going to tell you what I can find, and we're kind of going to put together what it, we think the It's a choose-your-own small-town festival. It is, yes. So this is the annual Ridgeland Winter Pioneer Day. In Ridgeland, Wisconsin. Okay. Can I read you uh, the amazing events there are? I wish you would. The Greased Pig Contest. Mm-hmm. The Free Chicken Fly. The Silver Dollar Treasure Hunt. Horse Drawn Parade. Cross Cut Contest. Logs Getting Contest. Dance. Da- dance. <laughs> dance. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. So let's dive through these. Uh, Joshua, what do you think of the Greased Pig Contest is? Because this festival sounds amazing and we're going. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, Tell me what you think it is. So I think that's pig wrestling. Oh. I think they're greasing up a pig with everything they can find. Some Crisco, some... Oh, you you gotta catch that pig. He's gotta catch that pig. You gotta catch that pig. (laughs) Very pioneer day of that. Yeah, yeah. Because the pioneers couldn't eat any pigs they couldn't catch. Think about that for a minute. If you can't catch the pig, you can't eat it. Can't eat it. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, what if it's a production of Grease starring pigs? <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> and everyone, okay, so you get up there and you have a little pig partner and you have to perform something, a selection from Grease with them. And you, you can dress them up. You can teach them we to dance. We go together like... <laughs> People spend all year getting ready for their grease pig contest. Yeah, exactly. It's just every, actually, no, it's every, it's whoever's pig looks the most like Danny Zuko. (laughs) (laughs) They all have like little Elvis wigs on them. They're all wearing little pig leather jackets, which is almost cruel to put a pig in a leather jacket. They're vegan leather. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Perfect. And it's cow. Who cares? Because they couldn't catch the pigs. So it's vegan leather. Leather's made from okay, cow. Okay, here's what it is. It's Leather's both of, made from cow, Josh. Sometimes it's... I mean, yes. But it, they're both farm animals. They're probably buds. Imagine, <laughs> they do each other. Imagine being like... I Imagine me giving you a, a jacket made out of David. <laughs> <laughs> It'd still be disturbing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's both of our things together. So the pigs run around and you have to catch them. And if you catch them... Then they get dressed up like Danny Zuko. <laughs> you have to do a show tune with them. Uh, I also love the idea of trying to catch a greased up pig that's already dressed like Danny Zuko. <laughs> and everyone keeps going, I don't really see how the Danny Zuko thing. Oh my Why God. can't we just catch the pig? And everyone's like, "Get put those sunglasses on that pig and let him go. And the one that you can't catch is named Grease Lightning. <laughs> Okay, so I love that. The next one, uh, I do know what it is because it is. It was in the lead up to finding this article. Sure. But you tell me what you think free chicken fly is. So the not fun answer is I think they free chickens and see how far they can fly. Okay. What I, I will ho- tell you, that's wrong. Oh, so is it that they're... Is, tell, is me it, what, tell me what you hope it is. What I hope it is is remember when... I, I can't remember who did it. Maybe it was Wendy's. Some fast food chain made chicken fries. Was it? Was it McDonald's or Wendy's? I think it was Wendy's. It's almost like I a can mo- visually picture the little container. That yeah, had the, the container. Yeah, it was like a mozzarella stick, but in the inside, it's chicken. Yeah. I want them to give those out for free. <laughs> That's what I want it to be because I just want to try them. Free chicken fry. <laughs> free chicken fry. You get one. Everyone. Free, everybody free gets one. I <laughs> uh, I think that you may find that the real answer is goddamn more delightful. Okay. And cruel to animals, but we're putting a pin in that. Okay. Over 200 live chickens are tossed, one by one, into a crowd of attendees. Each person, adult or child, who catches a chicken, keeps the chicken. Oh, no. I don't, I both love that and hate that. I love the visual of it, and I hate it so much. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just imagining instead of a bouquet at your wedding, yeah, throwing a chicken. Instead, it's, like the entire time up at the wedding, you've got you're holding a chicken. And it's there. It's part of in every other way. It's like a bouquet, and then someone throws it over their shoulder. I mean, the thing is, the thing is that uh, obviously, 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 like this is very mean to chickens. And if you're catching a chicken at the free chicken fly, maybe you shouldn't be taking a live chicken home. That being said. You know how, like, sometimes at the fair you can win a goldfish? And you always kind of think about, like, a kid coming home with a live goldfish being like, I won this. And the parents are like, Jesus Christ, now we have, like, a goldfish to take care of. And we have to go get all the supplies. It's that times a thousand. Yep. It is a kid coming home with a live chicken. Yep. 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 I have a couple thoughts on this, too. Yes. One of which is if the chicken is eligible to be given away for free, it's Mm -hmm. probably not a chicken you want. That's true. Honey. Honey, do we have any chickens we can donate? Oh, yeah. Take the runt. <laughs> oh, I want 
the pet chicken. I also think the other reason why it's cruel, besides the like making animal, throwing animals, things like that, the like the trauma of that from a physical perspective, um, also the emotional trauma of chickens can't fly, and giving them that taste of flight, right? Just being like, I am going to allow for but a moment, you, a winged animal, to soar through the heavens. <laughs> And give it the false sense of hope that that could happen again. Oh. And the rest of its life, it's going to, like, this is the, this is actually the prequel to Chicken Run. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of, now by the time this, this episode comes out, uh, this is going to be old news because the internet flies by. Sure. But did you see the, the fish in a tube? Oh, yeah, I saw The Fish in the Tube. Which I watched hundreds of times. Uh-huh. And all I could think of is, like, there's no way to explain to this fish what's happening <laughs> so the fish goes into a tube and now the fish is sailing for miles and this fish has no way of understanding what's happening once the fish lands in the water it has no way to explain to its fish friends what just happened to it it's There's like no way that fish has the words to be like y'all are not gonna believe what happened because no one's gonna believe it uh josh now last one i want you to tell me what you think log skidding contest is now i bet it's taking bark off of logs but at the same time Calling bark skin is the grossest thing it's, I've ever thought in my life. It's skidding. Oh, but skidding. I, I thought you said skin skinning mark. with ends. No, no, no. But I love this. <laughs> Log skin. I don't like the idea of bark <laughs> being skin. I, I mean, it is. Bark is just tree's skin. Oh, I hate <laughs> that. Oh, it's like giving me a visceral reaction right now. Yeah. God. Ugh. Like, imagine, like, when you're a little kid and you're just, like, it's an oak tree and you're just breaking off the little pieces of bark. The it's- tree's like, ow! <laughs> yeah. Stop! Ugh. Ugh. I will say that there are a certain number of things that, even now, the idea of it, be it being outside, gets me just jazzed. Such as? Eating. Outside. Oh, eating outside. Like, I love eating outside. Yeah, we're gonna go eat outside instead of eating inside. There is nothing there's nothing better than eating outside, and there's nothing worse than when a place has a great outdoor eating option and you're with a group of people and they're like indoors or outdoors, and you turn to them and you're like, Thoughts? And someone goes, Inside for sure. Yeah. And then you're like, Okay. Yeah. It's real disappointing. It's really disappointing because there's so many wonderful things that can happen outside. Eating outdoors is is one of those things that uh I guess it can go so wrong so fast. Yeah, definitely. Because it's it's all fun and games. It's so delightful. You're taking great photos. You're having great memories. You're drinking a little wine. But then things can get disastrous mm-hmm. in a way that uh, <laughs> there's certainly not that unpredictability when you're eating inside. Sure. When you're eating inside, there's no fear that like a bird's going to fly by and like poop in your food. <laughs> Or eat your food. Or eat your food. There's no, uh, you know, there's no thought that, like, the rain could start pouring down. Sure, sure, sure. Or that, like, you know, everything in your plate could blow away. Yeah. <laughs> at any given point. Uh, this reminds me of, God, I feel like I'm being, like, a travel influencer. But I'm really not. Um, or? Or? Okay, I'm listening. Uh, a couple years ago, I was in France. And I took. Ooh la la. Ooh la la, bonjour. I took four semesters of French in college. So I was like, I speak enough French. Like, I'm not fluent, but I was like, I can put together the words that need to happen. Sure. Like, I can get a point across. And we were eating outside, and it started to rain. Mm-hmm. And I went up to the hostess, and I completely blanked on the word for, can we go inside? It's raining. And so I was struggling, and I said the equivalent to her of like, please, the sky Make tear. And now that table is my table. <laughs> and then she looked at me and in perfect English was like, oh, we can, you can sit inside. I would say the other thing that gets me jazzed where it being outside versus inside. Mm-hmm. Class. Class outside. Oh, Having class, class outside. outside. <laughs> class outside. Class outside. Yes. It, it almost never worked. It almost never worked, but the one or two times a year that it did, oh, I mean, we got nothing done. Nothing got done. Absolutely nothing. You got distracted by things that normally would not distract you. Oh, not at a all. A bug. 
A blade of grass. Yeah, I was going to say grass. Like, just sitting there, pulling up, ripping up pieces oh, of grass. yeah. And you were like, this is the best day of my life. No, this is wonderful. <laughs> Let's keep talking about remains of the day while we rip up grass. <laughs> uh, what if we started doing that with work? So what if like a really nice day, <laughs> we walked into our collective wherever you work, whether it's whether it's an office or a restaurant or a retail shop, and you went, work outside, work outside. I was thinking of like busting into my CEO's office <laughs> and like busting in the like Kramer style and being like, can we have work outside? Can we have work outside today? Can we please, 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 please we'll do anything. <laughs> Also, I work at a tech consultancy. And so, like with the survivor thing earlier, it would not work. Like within four hours, all of the batteries of our computers would be dead. We're also a lot of inside people because it's just, it's all tech nerds. And like the glare on the screen would not work. But just the idea. You guys all come out with your monitors. Yeah, right. And we set up all the desks outside. Um, I work in a basement. Gross. So we don't really have windows. Uh-huh. Um, that, I bet that's great for your morale. <laughs> but I think it would be such a such a delightful, it, we just crawl out onto the sidewalk. <laughs> well, I guess if, you're, if, you're, uh, if you work at a restaurant that has an outdoor seating area, you kind of do get to work outside. This is true. But then I always feel bad because, you know, sometimes you walk by a patio and it's not good weather. It's like raining or it's too cold to be outside. Or it's too hot to be or outside. Or it's too hot. And these people are like, we're going to eat outside. And that's their choice. But now it's also the server's choice. Yeah. And yeah. that's that sucks that sucks that's something you have to like consider Uh uh-huh uh another thing though that can happen when you're working outside when you're at school outside is things can blow away yeah yeah things can just go flying yeah i am definitely the type of person who would never ever 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 tuck in a napkin you know like the like tuck into your shirt napkin kind of situation please don't do that but I would if have it's to windy show up outside, to wherever you are and rip that out. Yeah. Uh, if it's windy outside, I'll tuck it into my pants oh, a little bit. You know, just so it doesn't go anywhere. All right. I paid enough for these shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but wind sometimes do blow away things. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we live in the windy cities. So. We do. We do. And I think we talked about this on an earlier episode. But for all of you who don't live in Chicago, here it comes again. Windy City is not about the wind that's coming through. It's about the politicians blowing hot air. But it also is windy. It also is windy a lot, especially near the lake. Um, but I don't think it's particularly more windy than other places. No, right? it isn't. They've done studies. Like, Boston's Back Bay is more windy than Chicago. So that makes me wonder if we should give cities new nicknames. Yes! Yes. yes. Chicago is the sausage city. The sausage the city. Big sausage. Okay, the, the big sausage. The big sausage. <laughs> yes. And uh, Skokie, the suburbs, would be so- uh, mini sausage. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And then how about your hometown of Boston? Boston? Hometown-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so it's already what? Beantown? It already is Beantown, which I is a pretty better. good one. It's pretty no, good. No, no, no. But... It needs something better. Oh, let's uh, One time see. I had a margarita in Boston. That? Margaritaville. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> All these places have new nicknames, but they all relate to specifically our experience. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what else is in Boston? Library? Yep, there's library. Libraryville. There's we went to Fire and Ice a lot, which is a Mongolian grill. When we came into, <laughs> we went into the city from Fire and Iceland. Yeah, the land of ice and fire. <laughs> All right, Boston's the land of ice and fire. Yes, 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 I love that. All right, so then let's zip on over to the Twin Cities. Okay. For Minnesota. Oh, we're not going to go with like New York or San Francisco or LA? No, no, no. We'll, we'll stick with the major cities and then we'll move into those smaller ones. <laughs> the Twin Cities. So Minneapolis and St. Paul. Minneapolis, St. Paul. And they are kind of one. So I think they need like a Brangelina type couple Ooh, name. Mini Paul. Yeah. Or like. Uh, St. Appolis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Mall of America's there. So it could just be Mall Zone. <laughs> <laughs> I like mall zone. Mall zone. <laughs> mall zone. Uh, what about? Let's go over to San Francisco. All right. Well, I've been there once for a couple hours. Bridgeburg. 
Because <laughs> all of these cities kind of got their nicknames from just like a guy. Yeah, right. Exactly. Years and years and years ago. Who founded it? Yeah, you Who just happened to be it. the first and one like, there. Hey, I like to call this one the city by the bay. But right. it's it's 2019. It's time millennials kind of hopped in and gave these places. Yeah, and so nicknames. here's the thing. Yeah. Just like people, yeah. cities grow and change their they identities. Grow and change, yes. Just because like you might have been called, you might have had a childhood nickname. Yes, and I did. Or something like that. You may not want that as an adult. And I don't. And the city may want to change and grow as it uh, as it manifests a personality. That's true. That's true. So then maybe San Francisco, it's kind of a tech hub. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a place to see and be seen for tech people. Uh-huh. What about Google? <laughs> yes, let's just call it Google. <laughs> San Francisco is now just Google. <laughs> and then New York is kind of known for... Garbage on the street. I was about to say sticky trash town. Sticky trash town. <laughs> I love New York. I absolutely love New York. Yes, it's a me wonderful too. place. But then they but, have to rewrite the song, so it's like dun 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 and a stinky trash. I was town. thinking, start spreading the trash. <laughs> it's smelly today. <laughs> I like that a lot. Let's just hit LA real fast. Ooh, okay. Who lives in LA? Zach Efron? Well, it's Zach Efronville. It's it's LA brought to you by Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it has a there's a corporate sponsorship for okay. the whole city. Okay, so we are living in a capitalistic society. Yeah, whether for sure. or not I agree with it, I don't. But uh perhaps perhaps that all these nicknames should be sponsored by corporations. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So it's like stadiums. Fun, but like they really are now. It's sponsored. like stadiums. Yes. Yeah. So then Chicago's like, what's the headquarters that's here? Kraft Foods? Is that here? Yes. I mean, I think it would have to be like, it's sausage. It's the big sausage, right? The big sausage brought to you by Kraft Singles. Yeah. (laughs) Brought to you by like Vienna beef. (laughs) Something like that. I love it. Yeah. Paula, I do need to know that childhood nickname though. You can't just drop that and then not talk about it. Everyone in high school called me Skag Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, no. I know with the Z at the end. Oh, wow. I know. Two Gs on the bags, too? Yeah. No, no, one G. Skag bags. Got it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, I've, it's never, like, driven me crazy. I don't think it's the sexiest nickname. <laughs> what? I don't yeah. think you've ever been like, oh, see that cool as hell girl? Which one? Skag bags. <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of doomed to like be me as a person sure, if you're sure, nicknamed sure, Skagbag. Sure, sure. So it did fit for me, but mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you can't be a real cool girl influencer vibe. Yeah. Is there a nickname that you wish you had? Yes. What if I was like Sausage City? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's dirty. I didn't mean to be dirty. <laughs> I was like, that's not a big upgrade off no, of Skagbags. Oh no. I think that's going to do I it for us. For us. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another week. Oh, we love you. Uh, before we go, we have our weekly segment. Imatwa. Earnest moment of the week. Bow, 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 bow. Imatwa. Imatwa. I have one. Ooh. Uh, so I, yesterday, have you ever been, so this is maybe a Chicago thing, maybe it's all over, but there's these places that are like acupressure massage places. And it is $28 for an hour. Okay. And you go into a room and there's tons and tons and tons of little beds. And you're in in there with everybody else. Okay. And there's gentle music playing, usually pop songs played on a pan flute. Sure. And uh, they give you the most painful, painful, painful acupressure massage. But it makes you feel better. And you feel like you're a little car that they're doing work on. You're fully clothed. Okay. Did I set the scene? <laughs> I... I, this makes me very uncomfortable. I'm glad it was earnest and wonderful for you. No, that's this is not the earnest part. Okay. The I have I have uh, we don't need to get into it. I have back problems because I've been running and I pulled some muscles. Thank you. I'm a runner. Very sporty. Thank you. Um, but I'm laying there and they really try to make it relaxing. Sure. And I hear a little noise coming from the corner of the room and I try to figure out what it is and I listen closer and I hear. <sighs> And then I listen and it gets louder until it's. <laughs> and it was just a guy snoring the entire time. And I couldn't stop laughing. And like the like 
massage guys could not stop laughing. Aww. And we were all just giggling our pants off. And there was the crankiest woman in the world next to me, and she was not happy. But to me, it made it so much better because I hate to lie in silence for an hour. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. And I, like I just having that. to having to deal with your own thoughts? Oh, my God. What a nightmare. Let me have my phone. Like a, let me have my phone like a real human. <laughs> my earnest moment of the week was that I cooked possibly the most flavorful thing I've ever cooked in my entire life. And you posted an Instagram of it that I, was peak influencer. Yeah, thank you. I am a food influencer. He's food boy. Um, this is probably two earnest moments in one, actually. So this recipe that I cooked is from Bon Appetit Test Kitchen, Ooh. which is the greatest, most amazing, wonderful YouTube channel on the internet. So that's one of the earnest moments. Go check that out. They are wonderful. They do these really, they're really fun and they like make gourmet Skittles and things Ooh. like that. It's very fun. Um, but Molly made some crispy smashed potatoes um, that it was basically like a potato, roasted potato dish where you then also roast um, or you make a sauce with walnuts and anchovies in it. And I know some people hate on the chovy. Well, here's a secret. Here's a secret that I learned in a cookbook once. Anchovy is used all the time in restaurants and they do not tell you. Yes, because there's a weird phobia on it, but it's just umami. Right. It's just the umami flavor. Right. And so it was just this beautiful, delicious, kind of spicy, really umami, really. It was It was just like I, I came out of it being like, I made this. Like, this is a thing I made in my kitchen. Yay! And so it was just, it was super delicious. Check it out. It's the Bon Appetit uh, crispy smashed potatoes with walnut dressing. We'll try to slap up a link if we remember. Yeah. No promises, but we'll try. I We're all just doing our best here. I live alone. I ate so much of it and felt so gross afterwards, but it was so delicious. Worth it. Worth it. Why not? As always, we want to thank Ryan Cruz. For the logo, she's at Arby Cruiser on Instagram. And Dylan Dutch for the theme song. He is at Dylan Dutch on Twitter. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, like we said, we love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you do have a second, if you don't mind hopping into that sweet, sweet Apple podcast, iPod, whatever the app is, um, and writing a quick review, that helps us so much. Yes, yes. And you also don't have to write a review to rate. Yes. You can just, rating, you literally go to our page and you click the fifth star. Yes. And only click the fifth star because uh, it makes us sad if you give us less than that. But also live your Be truth. Be honest. But also we did have a little burst of some trolls who weren't happy that uh, we said some anti-gun stuff. So. <laughs> and so. So we got punished. Yes. So we would love some positive reviews and then if you ratings. And then if you do feel like you can write a review, it would just go a long way towards other people being able to find the podcast. We would love to get on the new and noteworthy list. Yes. Things like that. And uh, if you do write a review, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Josh and I will both legally marry you. Yes. Um, Brittany wrote a review this Brittany, week. Brittany, we're legally married. Yeah, so we're all married to Brittany. She also, it's also her birthday today. <gasps> Happy birthday, Brittany. Can't wait to share the rest of our lives together. Yay, what a special time for us. I, she's great. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be very fun. Yeah, totally. All right, I look forward to this future. And as always, until next week, I just want to leave you something to ruminate on, which is, please, the sky make tear, and now that table, my table. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. See you next week. See you next week.